Tonight on the Band for Ringside podcast, no Bill Veggie, so JCB is running the table. We are going to talk about the men's money in the bank, the women's money in the bank, Battle of the Super Juniors, 205 Live, NXT, and a whole lot more this week on the Band for Ringside podcast. Ditch that nine to five, it's time to feel live. Hello, Marks. Welcome to another edition from the Band from Ringside podcast. I'm your special guest host, Jason Cornelius Bell, a.k.a. JCB. No Bill Veggie this week. He is off in La La Land, California, age, getting our people married, having a good time, going up to PAC with his wifey and doing great things, doing great things, uh, great things, amazing things. <laughs> Whatever. Doesn't matter. He's not here. The party must continue. To my right and his usual seat is my man, AC, two beers, Zach Pullman. Talk to me, Zach. How you doing? Uh, the lunatics are running the asylum tonight. <laughs> so, this is good. It is going to be Pop, a little different. Papa Veggie ain't here. He's out doing some California love. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, I'll call in. I'll call in. I looked at him. I was like, dude, you don't have to call in. I think that two grown men as ourselves can sit back and talk about wrestling for an hour, and we should be okay. Yeah, and if you're wondering if the two-person format works, do not go back to the very first episode of the <laughs> <laughs> podcast. No, no, that was different, though. Because that shit sucked. Oh, it's, well, yeah, because it was no like no theme music. It was the first jump off for the whole Band from Ringside podcast, so nobody knew what the fuck and we were doing. And 50% of it was Bill. Okay, so... so. <laughs> Sorry, you're going to have to talk this week. <laughs> Coming to you from the lush, plush Shock City Studios. Got a little moonlighting going on. My man Sam, the Mauler Mall, Mr. Perfect's in the house, running the knives. I almost feel for, sorry for you, Sam, but you've been de- dealing with worse anyway. We're going to talk uh, a lot of wrestling this week. No need to uh, hesitate. Wait, I'm sorry. Before I forget, let's get to our first sponsor of the evening, Soul Taco. Some Korean-Mexican fusion food. Oh, my God. Last Saturday, I was so hungover going out (laughs) with the boys. And I was thinking to myself, self, what do I need? What can I get? You need bulgogi. Extra meat, double meat. Double meat, baby. Okay, we're doing the burrito. We could do a taco, quesadilla, Kimchi fried rice. Okay, ask for it. It can be done. Spicy pork. You got the bulgogi beef. You got chicken. You got the tofu. All in one package, ladies and gentlemen. Soul taco. Been down since. Day day one-ish. Got places in Chicago, Columbia, Champaign, Chesterfield, St. Louis, food, truck, Friday is tomorrow. I'm oh, sure shit. their two food trucks will be out and about. There is no excuse, ladies and gentlemen, for you not to get Soul Taco. It is here for you. It is a sponsor of the show. It is a friend of the show. Go to Soul Taco. Tell them. Band from Ringside sent you. Without further ado, let's kick this bad boy off. We're going to get to our one count. I'll start it off one count. We'll just go with the money in the bank. Uh, we finally got both sets of money in the bank matches completed. Let's, we can start with the men's first because I think the men's is a little more compelling, if you will. Sure. You want to run down the list just because uh, if anybody else is like me, uh, they have been a little soft on WWE lately. And also this 
this I like the idea kind of of competing to be in, but it also confuses me because I forget week to week who's actually in. So you want to run down the... Is no, it, yeah, it's eight sure. people right now, right? We, we have got a complete set. Samoa Joe won his um, qualifying match against Big Cass and Daniel Bryan, which was a little bit of a problem yeah, for we me. Can talk we can about talk, that. talk about that. <laughs> Kevin Owens, Bobby Roode, Braun Strowman, Miz, Rusev, um, Finn Balor, and then a New Day representative of between Kofi Kingston, Big E, and Xavier Woods. Now, first things first. What did you think about the SmackDown match with the inclusion of Big Cass adding to the match between him, um, shit, Samoa Joe, and Daniel Bryan? I mean, I think it's lame. For one reason, I can see if you if you want to prolong this feud and you want to have maybe Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe in a pay-per-view match, and this is a way to kind of you know give us a little blue balls in anticipation of that, then that's okay. But Do we I have blue balls about it? I mean, I'm I'm really down. I, I want to see them in a WWE ring. At the same time, I don't know how much WWE creative wants to see them in a WWE ring. We had, you know, a little bit of lead up, and then we had this ruining this match. You know, I kind of liken it to the Ricochet Velveteen Dream with mm-hmm. Lars Sullivan coming yeah, out. Yeah. But I feel like they had long-term booking in mind where these guys are definitely going to a match at NXT TakeOver, which we'll get into later. But that was a calculated moment. This, I just feel like they're shoving Big Cass in there because they want to prolong the Daniel Bryan-Big Cass feud and not have Samoa Joe in the picture at all, which is indicative of like pretty much every program that WWE's put out lately, which is, and I know he was injured, but even before that, not having Samoa Joe involved, which is not the best move because he's one of your top guys. I can agree with that. Um, the way I would have booked it personally would have been let them have their match, have Kaz come down, interfere in this match. Samoa Joe wins. You get, get, get Kaz some heat. And you everybody gets basically what they want. You give the fans the, the match that we're looking for in Samoa Joe versus Daniel Bryan. You get the program that you're going to kind of spin off of, Big Cass and Daniel Bryan. Apparently, this is what Vince wants to do, so so be it. Apparently, uh, Daniel Bryan hasn't signed his new contract yet, so... Oh, no shit. Sure. Is he all in? Him. Is he all in? <laughs> only one can only hope. Um, maybe that's why they're doing it this way. I don't necessarily agree with how they did the match. The match was okay. I thought if you just did the straight-up one-on-one match, it could have been even better, but it is what it is. I get why you're doing Big Cass and Daniel Bryan. Ultimately, Cass should go over Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan is Teflon at this point. He doesn't I was surprised he went over. I was surprised Bryan went over in the first match. I would have thought that Cass would have gone over because he's the big guy and Daniel Bryan's the other underdog, and maybe he would have got some retribution, but he came out ahead in the first match. Tapped him out in the whole shebang. I, I thought especially after WrestleMania, him win, winning his WrestleMania match, okay, you've, we've gotten that out the way we gratiated ourselves with the fans. Now at this point, you can have him lose to Big Cass, and you know it wouldn't be a problem. You can have Daniel Bryan lose to anybody. It wouldn't be a problem. Ultimately, yeah. what I'm hoping for and to kind of move it forward – what I'm looking for from the Money in the Bank match, I'm looking forward to a Miz, cat not cash in, but him winning the match, and then ultimately cashing in on Daniel Bryan somewhere down the line where Daniel Bryan is the champ. Because I'm, 
I'm going under the assumption that he will sign with WWE as I continue this statement. He resigns, he becomes champ, Miz catches him, you know, after some sort of, you know, five on one ridiculous nonsense that Daniel Bryan wins and then he cashes it in. What do you think? No, I I can see that, especially since Daniel Bryan they let him wrestle. Now, if he was still just general manager of SmackDown, I would be speculating that he would be going elsewhere, like we have in the past. But they're letting him wrestle. Why not take the bigger payday? He obviously enjoys wrestling in front of a large crowd. Um, You know, there's those guys uh, that do not prefer WWE, and I respect that, and I understand that. But, like, Daniel Bryan, he's already been there, and he's been on top. Right. So he, I imagine he would like to be on top again. So I can see him re-signing. So even though I say this is the feud that we want to see, Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan, you bring up the Miz, and that's the feud that we all really want oh, to see. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean, this I'll thing's take Samoa been... Joe and Daniel Bryan now. Ultimately, yeah. you know, this time maybe WrestleMania next year, Daniel Bryan the Miz for the title in some sort of form or fashion where you get a payoff for Smack or talking Smack. Oh man, two years ago that promo two years ago. I mean, I wanted to see it then, and we right. couldn't see it because he wasn't wrestling, but. Right. We have wanted to see it since then, and I mean, that is a WrestleMania match. Miz has been on top, and then, you know, he's been bumped down to the mid-card, but he is one of the hottest acts in the entire company. Not only do the fans think so, but mainstream media thinks so. He's got his own TV show now on on USA. I'm kind of interested to see how that that's going to work out. I know, I, I'm probably going to watch just, it just because I like the, the Miz. The bits and pieces I've seen where like the uh, the wedding cake hits in between the uh, the two of uh, the front seats or whatever, and old boy is like, you think it's ruined? He's like, yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah. That's where I think Miz is going to shine. And maybe... It, it, nobody's going to get converted to Miz. Either you like him or you don't. It's like Calamari. It's it's that acquired taste. I just think that Miz ultimately gets gets us from point A to point B. He sets the table up. The uh, the promo he did with the New Day last week or whatever. He yeah. basically served ser- the pot to get you know a little controversy going on. Nobody really thinks that they're going to turn on each other. I'm talking about the New Day in this case. But he at least made me think that I was like, well, damn, yeah, good point. Kofi Kingston's been in he gets the He gets the crowd worked up. Right. Like, and whether it's the crowd the crowd in live, he gets the crowd, he gets the millions worked up, and that's why he deserves the big bucks. Dark Horse winner. I'm not going to ask you who your prediction is because prediction is going to come up in like two or three weeks, champ. Yeah. But if there's a Dark Horse in this group, who's your Dark Horse to win? I honestly think that it's Miz just because he's won it before and we would not expect him to be at the top again holding the briefcase. Right. Uh, Never been a two-time winner, I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, not that I can remember. Uh, my other one would be Samoa Joe just because he's been gone and, you know, he hasn't really done a lot title-wise in WWE to the point where he deserves in his career at the moment. Oh, yeah, for sure. Joe, at this point, obviously, he can work the mic. He just has to stay healthy, and WWE creative has to figure out a way to get him into this title picture. I mean, he clearly deserves it. He's one of the best on SmackDown, and... I'm not sure how this AJ Nakamura thing is going to work out, but I would think Samoa Joe would be next in line, no matter who it is. I would love to see AJ. I'm sorry. I would love to see Joe and AJ 
just to harken back to the ROH days, I would love to see Joe and Nakamura because it's probably something you probably wouldn't get a chance to see, but you don't see heel versus Absolutely. heel. So, I mean, at some point, it's all going to happen. I just I want to get this taken care of because health in WWE is always an issue. These guys aren't getting any younger, and I don't want I don't want to see anybody have a career-ending in, in injury, but... I, I'm not worried about Joe because they could put Joe on the commentary team. And he, he was and he great. Would, I mean, he'd be amazing. Him and Drew Gulak are like the two best wrestlers that commentated lately. Yeah. And done a really good fucking job. God forbid if anything happened to him, that's their next fucking career. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, to our two count. We're talking women's money in the bank for the two count. Ruby Riot had a, a a really good match on Raw on Monday night, basically carrying the gauntlet match between herself and many others, including the Riot Squad. Don't don't even want to get into that too much. Ultimately, she falls to Sasha. So Sasha makes the women's money in the bank complete going down the list you have <laughs> i can't even say it with a straight face lana mm. uh, <laughs> lana natalia alexa bliss good lord have mercy uh charlotte <laughs> i can't even get this is where i need bill right here because he can probably oh, do this with a straight face i can't do it with a straight face i'm like god damn i want to fuck charlotte amber moon <laughs> becky lynch uh N- Naomi and now Sasha Banks. There's your eight women. Zach Polbid, first and foremost, did you watch the gauntlet match? I did. Yeah, absolutely. Your thoughts? Uh, I was surprised that they had uh, Bailey out there so early. Right. If not to just not take the whole thing, because I feel like she's kind of like a gimme in, in this kind of match. Like, even if she doesn't win, I feel like she's in there to think that she's going to win. Don't, don't you think that she should be in there before Lana? And this is no disrespect to Lana, but I mean... No, not at all. But Bailey, seriously, Bailey's a better worker. She's been, you know, in it longer. She's got more fan support. I think the only reason Lana's in here, and I like Lana, and I, okay. I respect... What's not to like? <laughs> I mean, she's hot, but... Um, yeah. And, and, I mean, like, I even like, you know, what she does, you know, inside, outside the ring. She might not be the best worker inside the ring, but she uh, she does a good job everywhere else. And she she's respectable in the ring, at least. Uh, Bailey, on the other hand, is a great worker. She's got fan support. Uh, I feel like Becky Lynch has taken the Bailey spot in this, you know, the fan favorite that right. probably isn't going to win. The one you want to win, but you yeah. know it has no shit business winning whatsoever. I'm very surprised that Lana's in it. It's probably, you know, indicative of Rusev Day. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, look, I'm all about. Or giving, Vince wants a sex kitten. Okay, that's where I was going to think more so than anything else. I'm all about making new stars. That's that's my thing. I want to. You always have to evolve and keep things moving. But Lana has no business in this match. She. Uh, the last time I checked, she was tapping out to Naomi here in St. Louis, and like back to back shows. Oh, you know that didn't count. You know my you know my shoulder is up, so you know we're gonna have this next match in St. Louis. She taps out again. That should have been it. They should have never broke up Lana and Rusev. That was a formula that worked. Yeah, that's a problem. So now 
you broke them up. Now you're kind of getting them back together. You're teasing the, you know, a, a heel turn with Rusev on Aiden English, which once again, you got a formula that works. Why not just yeah, have why them? Break that up? Why not just have them as their own little faction? Aiden English is the hype guy. You can have Lana on the singles for the women. You can have Rusev singles for the guys. And then at that point, you could kind of, you know, work off that. Thrusting Lana in this situation. Oh, he just said thrusting Lana. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Thrusting Lana in this situation for me doesn't work. When you have someone that is clearly more capable, that has done it, even if it's in NXT, she did it in NXT. She's done it, you know, she's been to WrestleMania. So you know that Bailey can handle this spotlight. Why not stick with Bailey? We have more opportunity for more. Bailey Sasha stuff. Okay, there's the next question. What we we tease Bailey and Sasha for months. It Let's just say happened. conservatively two months. Nothing has happened. Are we giving up on this angle? Yeah, I, I, apparently, even though it's probably the hottest women's angle that exists, it's really the only one, especially on the Raw side. I mean, Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be disrespectful. Yeah, but like it's that, just but. it's just Ronda versus whoever because Ronda's hot. You know, like that's it. Like it's not. And Nia's champion right now. There's no real like beef there. We've got a storied history with Bailey and Sasha. Right. The frenemies thing. I mean, the only thing that you could do right now that would equivocate to that is have Charlotte and Becky go at it. And they haven't. Um, but yeah, it's like we've been teased with this Bailey Sasha for, like you said, conservatively, it's at least two months and nothing's come of it. So, two questions before we move on. Question number one. Do you see Bailey interfering in this Money in the Bank women's match to finally set up a Bailey Sasha feud? That's something I hadn't considered. Um, I'm not sure about that. I don't think it would be in character now. If it did, it would mean a big kind of turn for Bailey's character because uh, otherwise she wouldn't. She's not the type to come do something like that. So that would mean that we would have. And I feel like Sasha's the heel in this. So right. I, I just I feel like that's. That's kind of tough. Um, what's your other question? Charlotte, uh, Becky Lynch. Somebody has to be the heel in this. Who's the heel? Yeah, I mean, you could do that, but it, then it would just be a rehash of the same program with two different girls or ladies or, you know. So th- it seems kind of boring. So, and that's not outside of WWE's <laughs> uh, <laughs> wheelhouse. So, uh, I mean, I could see it. Um, you know, going from our discussion of, you know, the men's match, uh, Dark Horse in this, as much as I think she deserves it, the Dark Horse is Becky Lynch because she's the one that you want to see win it because, uh, you know, she's such a face and she's so good. But I just know she's not going to. And for the record, I think we should call them ladies versus chicks. Girls. Yeah, I just said girls, but yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I figure by age. That's alone. why I corrected myself. Yeah. <laughs> They are younger than me, <laughs> which is appealing, no? But <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to our three count. Three count. We're going to talk about Battle of the Super Juniors. We're talking the second week of the Battle of the Super Juniors. Uh, I believe day nine and ten just came out in the last twenty-four hours. I was a little uh, intoxicated last night after one too many. <laughs> Absolute shots and Budweiser's. Thanks, Brittany. Love you, babe. Um, so I saw day nine. I haven't saw day ten. Um, you're up to six, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, me? I'm up through six, and then you know I've read up uh, through day eight. 
Uh, not day nine or ten because I just hit. Uh, but uh, thoughts, I mean, overall thoughts on the uh, the tournament itself: who you like, who you don't like, what's going on. I mean, it is everything that Battle of the Super Juniors should be. It's surprising, right? Uh, it's entertaining, uh, and I'll admit I have because it, it is it is kind of commanding in the sense of like time. Uh, so I've really just been watching the singles matches. I haven't really fucked around with the the multi man matches uh, just yet, but. What I love about Battle of Super Juniors, besides the weight class and besides the matches are always very fun, and the talent is always there, uh, the surprises. Um, you know, they never they never make it obvious. Like, you got Kushida coming in last year, champion, losing his first match right. to Chris Sabin, who hasn't been in a New Japan ring for eight years. Uh, you know, just, you know, small example. Uh, another example with, uh, was it Kushida that... Uh, um, what's his name? Taguchi rolled up in like ninety seconds. Yeah, it was really quick. Yeah, so I mean, just shit like that. You know, you don't see that stuff coming. Uh, the booking is phenomenal. Uh, they do a good job of keeping you on your toes. I think next year we're going to be prepared enough, and I think it'll be super fun. You know, we do the predictions. You know, for WWE, I think next year we do a March Madness style bracket for Battle of Super Juniors, uh, even like G One, just because. They're so unpredictable. You no, know, no, none of us are going to be correct. No, because I mean, and that's just to piggyback on your point. That's what I like about New Japan in general. Just when you think you know, you don't know. Yeah. They they flip it on you. Naito was basically a shoe in to beat Okada at the at the front part of the year. Everything made sense. If this was WWE before this you know, inconsistent booking that we had in the last couple months. Everybody, everybody, everybody would have saw it except Bill. <laughs> Bill don't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> say, hence why he's, well, not in last place. Sorry, Sam. I appreciate the effort all year long. We're going to get you out of the cellar this year, I promise you. You got two weeks to get your shit together. <laughs> no, if it, seriously. Naito was supposed to be champ when Okada and Naito met at the uh, the front part of the year. And they flipped it on you then. G1, especially with the G1 and the Battle of Super Juniors, I think thinking, okay, so-and-so's getting ready to win because it's Kushida and Sho has no business in this ring. To get, and the next thing you know, Sho rolls them up. Over. And I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? But... In this scenario, I like that because A, it keeps you on your toes. B, it can make a new feud. God forbid, you know, you just don't have the same guys wrestling each other. Yeah. WWE. I mean, we've got people going over Osprey that would not have otherwise had a title shot. And after this, they deserve one because they've you already beat him. You don't see things like this in WWE, number one, period. And if God forbid if they did. I don't think they would be able to execute it very well. It's no. it's always the same, you know, Roman Reigns is the guy, so Roman Reigns gets over. God forbid, you know, him and Jinder Mahal have a decent match at the Money in the Bank. I don't really think that Jinder Mahal has any chance beating Roman Reigns at a pay-per-view. Not at all. And who gives a fuck about that match? Because you know how it's going to turn out. Exactly. I mean, like, when I saw that that was actually a booked match, like, I was like, all right, well, there's, like, you know, my popcorn match or, you know, my beer match or, you know, my, you know, quick jerk off match, like whatever it is that I do in the middle of a WWE pay-per-view. You, you know, the, the, here's the sad part about this is that now <laughs> just when I think we have things under control, here comes Papa Vegi 
jumping in to oh, the podcast. He heard Roman Reigns' name. <laughs> he did hear Roman Reigns' name. Sam, I am. Can we have a outlet to we can uh, plug Mr. Vagy in so he can talk his shit for 30 seconds, please, and thank you. Where the fuck do you guys get off thinking you can do the podcast without me? We agreed this week we weren't doing the podcast. <laughs> but... I got eyes everywhere, guys. <laughs> I got eyes everywhere. Okay. Sam, thank you very much for the text message. Otherwise, I never would have known that these guys were going to be doing the podcast without me. Well, I'm out trying to enjoy a wedding in beautiful, sunny California. By the way, I'm the host of the podcast, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. Job Koozie. <laughs> now see this is a little what's the word i'm looking for um oh help me out english major it's, um that uh, I hope everything's going well. I thought the biggest moment of WWE television this week, and I'm sure you guys already addressed it, was Samoa Joe getting basically a clean choke out, a clean tap out, or I guess he actually passed out on Dana Bryan, because I can't remember the last time Joe got a Joe got a big win like that. Actually, we haven't talked about that, but that will be the segue into our odds and ends after that. Uh, by the way, JJ Twigs is really good. Thanks for inviting me all the time. Yes, I mean, did I not invite you to JJ Twigs last time? When I went? You never do, you son of a bitch. Jason and I had a <laughs> lovely, a lovely dinner. And it, it was almost like Lady in the Tramp without the candles. We definitely yeah, kissed. I, yeah, I mean, when we're up there, yeah, that, that's definitely what it's like. <laughs> yeah, I'd love seeing Joe get a big win against Ada Bryan. That was that was my biggest moment of the week. I mean, Raw was okay. SmackDown was better than Raw. I don't know if that's saying anything, but go ahead. It's not really saying that much. Um, I'm trying to think of what else happened. Sorry, it's been kind of a crazy week for me. Uh, oh, I know. You got to just about to say this is what happens when you you know you're a vacay guy and you know you fly to California and you know get people married and all that other good shit. Dudes, guys, let me tell you this story though. Today, what our- happened in three minutes? Our flight, our flight was scheduled for 5.45. The wife gets a text message saying that the flight was delayed till 8.30 when we wake up at 3.30. So it's like, okay, let's go back to bed for a little bit. So we go back Mistake. to sleep for a little bit, start, mess, start uh, get up and kind of uh, start to get ready, kind of take our leisurely time. At 6.15, we get another text message says that the flight's actually leaving at 7.00. Oh, right. 6.15. <laughs> oh. We get, we get in the Uber at 6.23. Security's got to be a bitch at this point. I, I told Muhammad, the Uber driver, I'm like, listen, dude, sorry to do this, yeah. but we're in a big hurry. Huge. He blasts, he blasts through one red light. We hit every light on Hampton, and from my front porch to i'll spare you the rest of the story from my front porch to the seat in the plane we got seated in the plane at 701 38 minutes damn record time you better give muhammad five fucking stars i gave muhammad four stars i mean i mean <laughs> no i gave him five stars i was getting ready to say the, the look on my face i was like what the fuck <laughs> he broke land speed records for your ass 
I gave him five stars. Listen, I don't have that much wrestling to talk about this week. I gotta go meet some friends. I'm just calling in, making sure everything's going okay. Making sure you guys are okay. Making sure Sam's okay. Thanks, uh, Dad. I'm not trying to be the dad. <laughs> I just didn't want to miss out on the entire show, so I'll talk to you fools later. Peace. Peace. Have a good weekend. Bye. Okay, Bill Veggie interrupting the best of the Super Juniors moment. So say, what were we talking about? We were talking about best of the Super Juniors. Um, yeah. yeah, and I deviated for 30 seconds. Ultimately, just getting back to the point, June 3rd, June 4th, no, dates to remember. June 3rd will be the finals of the A Block and B Block. June 4th will be the final A Block winner, B Block winner. Right now, who do you think is going to represent both the A and B block? A is on your left, B is on your right. Man, so since the beginning of this, I've been real big on Ishimori uh, in the A block. Like, it's been a big deal. And I think even though Will Ospreay is in that block, I mean, I know he's the champion, and then if he wins, he can pick whoever he faces. With his injury, I just don't see that being a thing. They've been played that story this right. whole time. Right. Uh, B block, uh, man, like uh, Dragon Lee's been on fire. I was thinking Dragon Lee. Dragon like, Lee really captures my attention. And an it. Ishimori Dragon Lee, Lee match fra- sounds great. <laughs> so I would love that. The winner gets Will Ospreay. Loser maybe gets uh, Rey Mysterio at Dominion. He's going to be at Dominion. He doesn't have a match. Yeah, yeah I mean, Rey Mysterio versus Dragon Lee. I can go with that. Fuck yeah. Ishimori versus uh, Rey Mysterio. Absolutely. I'm fine with any of that. And these guys all have shown themselves very capable. I'm fine with any of them in any match with anybody. And that's another reason I love Best of the Super Juniors. We get to see some tag guys that are in the singles competition. 3K has, has oh. impressed me so much. Show is a star and Yo is a star. In the making. And God forbid if they ever break up. They're going to be okay in the, in the yep. junior heavyweight division. If they break up, let's make it dirty and let's get them in a feud. Right. And like, yeah, and they just, can, it's just have brother versus brother, Kane versus The Undertaker on a, on a much yeah. smaller scale. DIY. DIY kind of deal. Just to recap the scores before we move on, uh, on the A block, you got Tiger Mask at six points. You got Flip Gordon at six points, surprising a little That's bit. That's surprising. Uh, Will Ospreay at six points. You got Ishimori at six points. Then at four points, you got ACH, Yo. Kanamaru and Bushi on the B block. You got Kushida at six points. You got Dragon Lee at six points. Marty Skrull, who had no points last week, is at the top of the list with six points. And Takahashi with six points. Four points apiece. You got Taguchi, Chris Sabin, Sho, and um, El Desperado. Ultimately, this is going to go down to the wire like it's supposed to. And that's why I love... New Japan wrestling. I'm gonna keep hammering this home until somebody fucking gets this gets on this train. I'm telling you right now, if you're pissed off about WWE, New Japan wrestling is worth the investment. It will get you where you want to be. It's the difference between pro wrestling, wrestling versus sports entertainment. Absolutely. There is ten bucks a month, and we're not getting paid anything to say this. There's ten bucks a month that you can save out of your budget. It's Two Starbucks coffees, it's one Domino's pizza, it's, you know, a craft beer plus tip, you know, it's one pack of cigarettes, like, uh, you know, like, uh, cancel the Pornhub, get the New Japan, you can jerk off just as often. You pay for Pornhub? I don't, but I'm sure there's somebody out there that does. And that would be the end of our three counts? 
Let's talk about J.J. Twiggs. Once again, see, this is why I hate Bill Veggie. Bill Veggie always goes to J.J. Twiggs, and he comes on this spot every week, and he says, you know, I went to J.J. Twiggs on Sunday. Me and Aaron, his wife, Aaron, shout out to Aaron Veggie. We went to J.J. Twiggs on Tuesday, whatever, and, you know, we had a good time. Where is our invite? Yeah, you know. Where is our invite? So I said, you know what, self, I got a good idea. Why don't I invite AC Two Beer, myself, we're going to go to J.J. Twigs, have ourselves a nice little bonding moment, talk about the podcast, talk about life, and bond over this luscious, delicious Meet Me in St. Louis pizza. This was a 14-inch pizza, and I still have the extra in my car. And we both ate on it, and I met JCB in St. Louis to eat a Meet Me in St. Louis Okay. He Play had, words, he had a Budweiser, which is very St. Louis. I had a four-hand citywide, which is very, very St. St. Louis. Louis. I mean, Shots apiece. Ladies and gentlemen, J.J. Twiggs on Hampton, 5600 Hampton. This Meet Me in St. Louis pizza, I, I'm telling you right now, absolutely ridiculous. You had Italian sausage, pepperoni, Canadian bacon, regular bacon, and LeGrand's beef. Ladies and gentlemen, J.J. Twiggs is one of those hidden gems that you just don't know about unless... We tell you about it. Tell them that band from Ringside sent you. 5600 Hampton is on the corner of Gothi and Hampton. Go down there. Check it out. Strong drinks. Great service. JJ Twigs. Family friendly. Banging blondes. Banging blondes. Oh, that blonde. <laughs> God bless America. And she wasn't even a part of the staff. So just in case you think you might want to get lucky one, one night, stroll into JJ Twigs. We did, and we saw a banging ass blonde and had some good ass pizza. This is banned from ringside. All right, we're going to do some eyes and ends. We're going to keep it quick because we got a little time left. We're going to start with uh, Raw Quick Breakdown, uh, Finn Balor, Braun Strowman. What do you think? Uh, yeah, so Finn Balor showed that he can face a big guy. So, you know, I knew he could do it. And, you know, all the people that talked about, you know, we've talked about Finn versus Brock Lesnar before. Brock Lesnar's a monster is Braun Strowman's a monster. Uh, you know, using that size to their disadvantage. Uh, I mean, it can be a fun match. David and Goliath, we've seen a million times. It works. Uh, you know, I'm fine with it. I love that Bronze showed Finn some respect, too. Towards the end. Did, yeah. Does this get us any closer to Finn being in a top spot? Does he become, uh, does he have a shot at winning the Universal Championship with a Braun Strowman here with a Brock Lesnar here? I don't think so when you have a Roman Reigns in the mix. That's why Finn would have been better served either going to SmackDown or fighting for a different title because right now he's not in the mix, according to Vince. I think he could be, but he's not going to be. So we had uh, Seth Rollins, General Hall for the uh, IC title. Um, Ends in a disqualification. But at the end, we see Elias taking out Seth Rollins. Is this the start of an Elias-Seth Rollins program? It is because I just got the update from WWE Network as we sat down. I don't know if you got the pop-up notification. Uh Uh Uh-oh, breaking news, Uh, breaking news. Money in the the bank, June 17th, Finn versus Elias. Nice. Yeah, so that's good. Oh, Seth versus Elias. Sorry, yes, Seth versus Elias. (laughs) I don't know if Finn Balor could do double duty, but I don't think we're going to have him wrestle Elias. So quick knee jerk re- 
reaction? What do you think about the match? I, I think it's going to be an amazing match. I think it'll be great. Uh, I think it'll be a show stealer, especially on a card with stuff like, uh, you know, Roman versus gender. Uh, as far as non... As far as non-ladder matches, I think it'll be great. I think, honestly, Seth Rollins can wrestle anybody on this roster and have a good match. And Elias is versatile. I think this could be, like you said, the match of the night. And it could possibly put Elias towards the forefront where he's not just you know, jokes and funny shit. He can actually wrestle in the ring too. We had a segment with Nia Jax being down some jobber, but Ronda Rousey at the announce desk kind of commentating over this squash match. And I then think that's a good spot her. for her, you know, getting her, you know, on the mic in a less pressure situation. You know, you got like some professionals, you know, uh, you know, like I'm on, I'm on the mic with you right now, and I feel way less, uh, <laughs> way less worried about it. Uh, you know, because I'm just sitting next to a pro. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> you know, not being standing in the middle of the ring trying to deliver a one-liner, right. just a more casual kind of uh, interface. And uh, you know, then she came out and played the tough girl act, and you know, tough lady act. Sorry, right. <laughs> but, I wasn't uh, going to say anything. I was going to say tough guy. Yeah, right. Okay, here's my, here's a two part question for this: Is Nia Jax being played? portrayed as the bully as some people have said on online she was just being anti-bully against the alexa bliss campaign or alexa bliss program now it feels like not really Shayna baszler bully but bullying um ronda rousey in this case do you feel like she's the bully in this scenario oh i can see that definitely not in the Shayna baszler situation which we gotta get to nxt before we cut out oh yeah for sure but uh Absolutely, and maybe not bullying Rhonda because I don't think Rhonda can be bullied. Right, but like the jobber that she did all that shit to—that was a bully shit. Right, like you don't just like announce it. It's like Babe Ruth pointing to the stands and hitting a home run. You'd be like, "Here's what I'm gonna do to you," and then here I'm gonna do this. Like that's some bully shit. To second part, have we quickly forgotten how Oscar made Nia Jax tap out to said armbar? Oh yeah, we it's. WWE amnesia. Okay, just making sure. Um, I want to talk about the barbecue segment. Uh, Kevin Owens, <laughs> uh, Bobby Roode, decent. Any thoughts on that at all? I mean, not really. I'm just disappointed with how WWE is treating Bobby Roode. Um, he just seems like no threat whatsoever. He's there to be there. He's, he doesn't seem like he's going, he has any chance. Yeah, to I would win. hope it's not punishment for being successful at TNA because, I mean, AJ Styles is doing great. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I mean, but I don't want to be also that guy. Rude's not Styles. Yeah, so. but Rude's not being in a. He's not being portrayed in the manner that he should be. He's exactly that's what I mean. A heel. Yeah, that that's part of it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Sammy was Sammy Zayn and Bobby Lashley apparently now are going to have their Money in the Bank match. That one um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to. Really? Yeah. Why? I didn't. I hated that segment. But I think like this feud actually might have some legs outside of that awful sister segment. Ugh, okay. I just think like Sammy can be annoying and Lashley can be that big stomp you guy. You know, I just I feel like if they just made it more simplistic, it could work. But it's been convoluted and miserable right now. Okay, fair enough. Uh Drew McIntyre, Chad Gable, squash match for Drew McIntyre. I think I, I think I posted on speaking of social media. I think I posted on our Facebook page at BFR Friends of uh, BFR on Facebook, Band from Ringside on Facebook, Twitter. 
I'm BFRJCB, BFR Zach, all lowercase letters with an H, BFR Bill, MIA, and at BFR Pod and BFR Pod on Instagram. I think I put, posted it on one of our multiple social media uh, outlets this article about how Drew McIntyre should be pushed immediately to the top of the card. Thoughts? Oh, I agree. He proved himself in NXT. I wasn't watching whenever he was back in the 3MB days, uh, so I didn't see that. Um, and again, WWE amnesia doesn't even really matter at this right. point. But he proved himself in NXT. He came back from an injury, and he cut an amazing promo a few weeks ago that cut right to reality and gave us all the things that we love about wrestling. So push this fucking guy to the moon, put him against Braun Strowman, let those two Goliaths go at it. I heard that. Smackdown-wise, we had the uh, the Samoa Joe promo opening up. Bill kind of touched on it. Samoa Joe wins. The uh, the three-way dance between him, Big Cass, Daniel Bryan, makes Daniel Bryan basically pass out, which yeah. obviously makes Daniel Bryan look strong because he doesn't tap out, but gets Joe where I think we all agree he should be, at least in the Money in the Bank match. Thoughts on the Joe promo to start SmackDown? Always good. I mean... Is he, he, is he the best... Well, I shouldn't say that. I won't go that far. Is he the best on SmackDown promo? That's tough now that Miz moved over. If Miz was not on SmackDown, I would, without a doubt, say yes. Now that he's on SmackDown, I think it's a toss-up. They're one and one a, and it just depends on your style. I love how aggressive Joe is and how he just tells you how it is, and I just love how cocky but chicken shit Miz is. Like they're two sides of different coin. Yeah, that was going to say if if you get Joe more wins. He'll be more, his promos be even better at that point. We had Ty Dillinger and Nakamura in a squash-ish match. I guess we're trying to push the last man standing uh, match for the money in the bank. Anytime Ty Dillinger went down, Nakamura went out of his way to get the 10 count. Uh, I said I was done with AJ and Nakamura two weeks ago. I stand by it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just bored with it. Uh, which is so sad. There's another reason why I'm down on WWE right now that they can make me tired of this feud. This How up? can you fuck it up? How it's, can you fuck it up? To me, it's just simple. You got two of the best in the fucking world. Figure it the this, fuck this out. This feud is the equivalent of a very toothy blowjob. Ooh, damn. It's like damn. a great thing that Ugh, is just, yeah, you know, yeah. like every time you think it's going to be good, you just get it's that like, scrape. Yeah. Motherfucker. I hate when that shit happens. Lana Naomi in the dance-off. Once again, case in point of why I said WWE and especially SmackDown, we're going to see this on Fox. Where do you guys want to think this shit more is not going to happen? More, I'm with you. J- fucking Bill was the one that acted like we would. It's, it would get better. I agree with you. It's just going to get worse. And they have no reason to make new stars. They have no reason to do anything cool. That was Sam, by the way, breaking shit, by the way. <laughs> I thought it was Jason breaking shit, getting, no. so, getting so mad. <laughs> Hands are up, don't but shoot. But no, I, I, I agree with you. The product is going to get shittier as this goes along. We had New Day uh, facing the Miz versus uh, Miz and the Bar versus New Day. Um, all three New Day guys got their... Um, their singles kind of spots off. Yeah. Knee jerk reaction. I'm going to put you on the spot. Who represents the New Day in three weeks? I'm going to say the same thing I did last week. I want it to be E, but I think it's going to be Kofi still. I think it's going to be Big E. Yeah. I'm, I'm really starting to jump on the Big E bandwagon. He got I would the be, finish, I, didn't he? I would be, he got the finish, and I think 
It just makes sense. You can still have Kofi and Xavier together. You don't even have to break these guys up. You can just push Biggie to the front. Yeah. See um, the Undisputed Era. Asuka, Mandy Rose, basically squash match just to lead us up to Asuka, Carmella. Does Asuka, is Asuka really going to lose in three weeks? If she does, it has to be dirty. And if it's not, then another reason to shut off WWE. The, the, the Iconics get involved is the only way I can think of that yeah. would make sense to me that I the would The Iconics accept. have been uh, selling crazy merch. Right. And apparently there's bigger plans for them than originally planned, which I'm fine with because I like both of them a lot. <laughs> for, for reasons. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of reasons. Actually, four. <laughs> 205 Live. We haven't talked about 205 Live in a minute. Great fucking match, and I know you didn't get a chance to yeah, see I'm it. Yeah, I'm going to let JCB cover this Great one. fucking match between Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy. They hyped it up the right way. They did basic different uh, separate promos for Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander. This had that big fight feel and I hate that, you know, term especially when it comes to wrestling. I I usually equate it to MMA or boxing, but it had that big fight feel and it was really one of those matches where I was like, okay, this is going to be good. They gave him plenty of time. It was almost like a 20-25 minute match. Eventually, which is a surprise, apparently in Cedric's either hometown or home state, whatever the case may be, Cedric Alexander wins. But if you get a chance, check out the 205 match between Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander. Just a spinoff on that. Apparently now, I don't know if you've seen this or not, uh, Drew Gulak, uh, Brian Kendrick, and Jack Gallagher might have some sort of faction going on. That sounds like a fun faction. I think that's a great idea to begin with because A, I like factions to begin with, and B, more importantly, Drew Gulak could be the face of that faction the same way that you were kind of doing with Enzo back when he was the uh, the Cruiserweight champion or whatever, and you had the, 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 the Zoe train or yeah, whatever. because the supporting cast of those other two guys are amazing. If you do it and you do it the right way, you could probably have... And not an Enzo, can't believe I just was thinking that and just said it. A Drew Gulak, Cedric Alexander match, and then have like the Drew Gulak faction interfere in this match, extend that uh, few, maybe two or three months down the line. All I'm saying on this, I know 205 Live is not some of the best programming in the world, but it has an upside. And this, I think, was a great start to an upside for 205 Live. I know everybody wants us to talk about that Enzo single, but we're not going to. No, I'm not even going to bother with that. That's why you go to Friends of BFR. Jump to NXT real quick. NXT TakeOver, once again, is starting to shape up real fucking nice. Again, it's going to be better than SummerSlam. Is it going to be better than Money in the Bank? Or Money in the Bank. It's going to be better than Money in the Bank. I think so, too. Just with the matches announced already, we got Velveteen Dream versus Ricochet, which we had an amazing (laughs) promo. Ricochet flips over the top rope. Just in your face. I was like, I'm looking at my weed. I'm like, man, this is some good ass weed. Did he just do that? Rewind this shit. Dude, even Dream was amazing. He's like, that beautiful face. You know, like, yeah. everything was good about that. Velveteen Dream. My goal at some point in 2018 to have Velveteen Dream on our show, one hour interview wise, I'm going to make that. That is the goal. One I hour mean, Velveteen Dream. I'd do anything for that because he's the man. <laughs> Don't say anything. Uh, <laughs> you had. Uh, Champa and Gargano finally coming to their street fight match. Chicago street fight. Do you think that Candice LeRae has anything to do with this? Do you think she flips? Does she get in? She, obviously, she's going to get involved. Do you think ultimately she flips heel to go with Tomasa Champa? I don't think she flips heel at all. I think she gets in the way to stop Johnny from 
turning into what he hates based on her tweet. Right. And she gets in the way from him doing something really vile and ends up making him lose the match. And then it's 1-1 and then they go to another match. Just real quick, uh, Nikki Cross, Shayna Baszler. <laughs> Nikki's fucking crazy. And, and that's going to be a good match coming up. We talked about Ricochet and Velvet's Team Dream. Um, I think that's it. Sam's giving me that cross eye, so let's start to wrap it up for Shock City Studios. Check. For, for Sam Ball. Check. <laughs> for JJ Twins. Check. For Bill Beggy on assignment this Check. week. For the uh, Three and Out Podcast Network. Check. For Two Beard Zach Bowman. Check. For JCB, if I was a smart and I was Hawaiian, you know what my name would be? Don Ho. Check. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for coming out with us. God bless you. Good night. We'll see you next week at AKA.